You're listening to nothing but the best of internet marketing talk, and you're listening to the David Conley Show. And here's your host, David Conley. Hey, hey, hey. How we doing, little people? Everybody okay? Everybody okay? It's really cool how I can come on here and see things like little people because the truth of the matter is I'm kind of a short guy myself, but you guys don't know that. Um, how are you? Everything okay? Welcome to the show coming at you live from dcradionetwork.com and also, uh, it's folks, it has been an awesome week. You know, I was saying, um, I've always said on this show that I kind of keep away from stats and I, I try not to take these things too seriously. I have to tell you people, some really cool things have happened. Um, about, about two weeks ago, I headed on YouTube, I posted a video and I mentioned that we were on iTunes. Hello to all the people on iTunes. And, and anyway, somebody on YouTube said, you know, I don't use iTunes, I prefer I prefer Stitcher, and uh, I don't know if anyone has heard of Stitcher. I must confess, I actually haven't heard of Stitcher, but I'm maybe a, an obscure case. Anyway, I checked Stitcher out. Um, I see we have a little Skype action here. Um, uh, anyway, basically, I, I headed on to and you know checked out this Stitcher thing, and it turns out it's got. I can't remember how many, but it's got over 10,000 shows on it, and I think it's got um, something like 6 million listeners. So Stitcher is one of the rivals to iTunes. I mean, this is a, a big thing, Stitcher, even though I hadn't heard of it, to be honest. Uh, it seems to be quite a big uh, website. So check this out. I got this email in from Rachel Eaton from Stitcher. I'm going to read it right now. It says, Hi David, we are excited to have added the David Connolly Show to the Stitcher platform this week. I have added the show to our front page in the Watch New feature. And then there's a link. And it says, this will be a great way to introduce the show to Stitcher users. Get it off to a flying start. Please let me know if there's anything else we can provide for you after the shows. Thanks so much, Rachel. Well, thank you so much, Rachel. And it just goes to show folks things are happening, you know. I'm not the, uh, by any means, the, the best developer in the universe. You know, I'm not even the best developer within a radius of a mile. Uh, you know, it's like... I'm not claiming to be perfect or anything, but we have some good people in our midst. And there we are, folks. We've, you know, we made the homepage of Stitcher, and thank you very much indeed. You know, I've always talked about how I'm not going to uh, look at the statistics too much and tune into that, because as soon as I do that, it'll become serious, and I'm not into that. This is all free. It's just a hobby and everything, but I have to confess, I had a sneaky look at the statistics, and I have to tell you, folks, it's absolutely exponential growth since January this year. I mean, if you plot the visitors on a graph, I'm going to be entirely honest, there's not that many, okay? There is not that many. But if you plot this on a graph, it's a complete exponential curve. And if things continue as they are, then by, when was it? I think it was by September next year, 
we should have 60,000 listeners per month, and that's incredible. I mean, can you imagine that? Can you imagine the power? I'm getting drunk on power here, guys. <laughs> Actually, it's funny, you know, because it, it really just shows you that I must be kind of clueless because I haven't sold anything here. I haven't advertised. I am your unpaid servant, you know. But um, who knows? Maybe, maybe if things continue as they are and we get this 60,000 listeners per month thing, maybe uh, you guys can be the pension plan, <laughs> you know. I don't know. Maybe I can come on and start begging for money. I guess... Uh, I guess it's as good an idea as any. Anyway, is anyone still alive here? I'm looking on Skype. There's a few people on. I don't know if they can hear me. You can catch me on Skype. The ID is dcradionetwork.com. dcradionetwork.com. I don't think anyone's listening to me today. I know that a few are on and I know that a few were listening. Can any of you guys hear me? Well, what someone can. How are you doing, Lewis? Everything all right with you? And there's, um, oh Jiminy, oh Jiminy, there's uh, our IT security expert Paul just saying hello as well. Uh, <clears throat> pardon me. Actually, uh, let me see, it's all good in the hood. All right, everybody seems okay here. I can see Brian's in the neighborhood as well. Um, actually, I had a couple of things I wanted to uh, discuss today. I wanted to discuss... The death of web development as we know it. Uh, this is kind of a heavy conversation and I hate to be laying things on you. But really and truly, folks, I've had a look at the lay of the land. And, you know, I, I have been selling uh, websites, you know, involved in this game since 1996. And I, I've always been kind of good at predicting how things are going to go, you know? Um, and really and truly, I think that we are facing some major, major change in the web development community. Now, I could be wrong with this. It's just a theory. I hope I'm wrong. It would be kind of nice to be wrong. But basically, I think it's time we had a conversation, folks, about the piranha and the pond. Have I given you my little piranha and the pond analogy just yet? I'm always talking about this when I'm not on here, you know. Might as well give you the analogy now. Well, basically, the way it works is, imagine if you had a park with a nice little pond, you know, and in that pond you have some tadpoles, a few minnows, a few pond skaters and all that type of thing. And there's a little pond in the park, okay? And then imagine if one day somebody turned up and they basically added six piranha fish to the pond. What would happen? What would ha I can't talk. What would happen in that scenario? Well, I think at first you'd probably not see much change, at least not for the first few minutes. Everything would seem kind of normal. And then, maybe at one end of the pond, you'd see a little trouble, a few bubbles and what have you, and you'd see a few of the native fish being taken out. And this would continue. And these piranha, these 
carnivorous piranha would probably be wolfing everything in the entire pond, you know, with no competition at all, nothing to stop them. And basically, it would be really, really bad news as far as the kind of ecosystem of the pond goes. But you know, the funny thing is, is eventually there would be a point in my imaginary scenario where the whole thing would be so, I don't know, devoured that one day the, those piranha would wake up, they'd look around and they'd say, do you know what? There is nothing here to eat. Now, why am I telling you this crazy, stupid story that I'm just making up? I'll tell you why I'm talking about the piranha in the pond. Because that, my friends, is exactly what's going on with the global economy today. The piranha and the pond, that's the scenario. And by the way, in case you're wondering, we're not even minnows, okay? We're like, I mean, maybe you're a pond skater, one of those little beetle things. I'm probably some kind of slime-sucking worm on the side of the pond, okay? But basically, the, who are the piranha? The piranha are the big multinational, glow, you know, the, the big business empires which are basically swallowing up small and medium-sized businesses everywhere. You think that this doesn't affect web development? I mean, you're probably saying, man, why aren't you talking about PHP? Folks, this is a conversation about PHP. This affects everything. Listen, during the weekend, I had a look at... Um, during the weekend, I had a look at Windows 8. Okay, and uh, I was checking out Windows 8. Now, I must confess, I haven't actually, um, you know, really got my hands dirty with Windows 8. In fact, to be honest, I'm a bit of a newbie. But, you know, here's the things that I could see with Windows 8, okay? What I could notice, I mean, obviously, is that they've gone for this tile vibe, okay? And there's a a tile for, uh, let me just give, send a quick message actually, I've just lost someone, let me know when you're back, there's a, uh, whoops, wrong message actually, whoops, hold on a second, see, see, I care about the listeners, uh, just to let you know folks, I do have uh, people on Skype and sometimes they join in and all of that stuff. You can call me on Skype, you know. Anyone can call. Anyway, um, yeah, I was trying Windows 8, I was just saying, okay. And the thing that was, uh, as I say, I'm not an expert, but what the guy who was showing me this basically summed it up by saying Windows 8 is fantastic if you happen to be an idiot. And I was like, well, what do you mean? And he says, well, you go on to Windows 8 and suppose you want to check your Facebook account. Well, you see a big tile for Facebook. You click on that and you're into Facebook, you know. Nice, big, colourful tile. Suppose you want to check your email. You go on and you see a maybe a tile that's not quite as big, maybe. You click on that and you can check your email. You cannot do, I'm told any advanced 
things with the email, but nevertheless, there's enough there, and if you're a kind of basic user, you'll be all right. The challenge comes, and led to believe, when you try to use Core FTP, you know, um, the terminal, you know, Dreamweaver, Photoshop, and who knows what else, all running at the same time. This appears to be when the tiles, uh, the, the whole tile system struggles. Now, this is a kind of educated crowd, and I'm sure you folks can handle that stuff, right? But here is the real problem, and you know, I'm sure I'm telling you people something you already know here. You see, when you look at Windows 8, right? When you look at Windows 8, welcome back, Brian. He's just came back. He had to take a little time out. When you look at Windows 8, have you noticed that you have a tile, you know, it's like, here's a tile for Facebook. There's maybe a little tile for the news. You, you get this, you know, and you have all these different tiles. There's one thing, folks, that there is no tile for, at least upon standard installation. And you know what the one thing is that you will never get a tile for? when you install this stuff, for the first time at least? The answer is, maybe I should let the delay kick in. No, nice guess. The answer is, you. There will never be a tile for you, okay? In fact, what you're gonna see, it's like I have an iPad here with me, okay? And it's the same story with Apple, it's the same story with Windows, okay? Supposing I'm wanting to buy uh, a book, right? On the iPad, it's like, let me bring it up actually, so that I'm being accurate here. Um, right, I'm going into my iPad. So if I'm wanting to buy a book, on the top left, I've got iBooks, and then there's a little button for going into the iTunes shop and buying a book, and if... I'm wanting to be some rebel without a cause. I can download the Kindle um, app and I have a little button for the Kindle store and that'll take me there. And the thing is, you know, there's an app or a tile for all of the big companies. I'm quite sure you'll have an app for, you know, Walmart. There's an app for Amazon. There's, a, there's apps for all sorts, okay? But you see, as I'm saying, folks, the one thing that you won't see on any of these home screens is an app for you, for your website. You see, from the dawn of the internet, we've had this thing going on which we take for granted, which is we're all uh, competing on an equal playing field, you know. When someone opens up, um, you know, Internet Explorer, and they head to the Google homepage, it's kind of an even playing field. You know, we can optimize sites, we can have the same amount of real estate on the screen, and sure, we've got things with AdWords and all of that, but it's been a fairly even uh, playing, playing field, you know? Um, this, as far as I can tell, is now going away, okay? And what you're going to see is... Like, if you want to buy, uh, well, I mean, here's a good example. I'm going to open up Google Chrome, okay? And as I open up Google Chrome, blanks, uh, kind of tab, if you know what I mean, four tabs come up. 
We have Chrome Web Store, YouTube, Gmail, and Google search four big apps. Now, anyone who knows about website usability, okay, will know that the first place the human eye goes is to the left. And what's the app on the left? The Chrome Web Store. What actually, you know, it's funny, I've actually never clicked this. I'm going to try it just now. Okay, so whatever's going on in the Chrome Web Store, it's certainly not involving me, okay? But this is the point. If, uh, if you're thinking of opening, you know, an online shop or some online business or something, I tell you what, folks, you better make your money quick because the day is coming when the entire web is going to be moved to this app world. And I tell you right now, you're going to see Amazon and, you know, big sites, massive sites like, uh, who else have we got? Like Amazon and uh, my head's just exploded. Help me out here. Um, you're going to see the big players, the, the Facebooks and all that, having millions and millions of downloads. And you... I don't even care if you have an app built. You're going to be getting peanuts. You're going to be put on some download chart, put to the end of the queue, and it is the end of the road. Folks, this is big. Hear the words of the prophet, okay? <laughs> I mean, this is, this is the way things are going, and thank you for the messages. You can probably hear the Skype messages and these are people who seem to agree, and thank you very much, people. I do appreciate that. This is the way things are going, you know? And it's it's not going to turn back. You're not going to see Windows saying, well, we got it wrong, we're going back to XP or something. It's not happening. What we're looking at, folks, is essentially the end of the browser, and it's being replaced by these apps. It's a heavy, heavy development, because as I say, Essentially, it's the end of search, uh, search engine optimization. It's the end of the level playing field. Uh, and it's a very heavy thing. Now, when you look at things from a technical point of view, there's also um, a, a case for saying that maybe web development, as we know it, is coming to an end. If you look at any of the major frameworks, I'm talking about Symphony 2, I'm talking about Zend 2, I'm talking about Laravel. Listen, I'm not an expert in any of them, to be honest, right? But I've played around a little bit, and I've spoken to people who know these new frameworks, and they're all basically saying the same thing. They're all saying, look, the day is coming. In fact, it's just it's pretty much here, where you won't really have, uh, you know, Symphony developers and Zen developers and all of that, you'll just have developers and they'll be using bundles and everything will be kind of interchangeable. Now that's a good thing, okay? That's obviously technological progress and everything. But as Derek said, you've met Derek, right? He's been on the show. As Derek was saying, uh, we are actually coding ourselves out of a job here, you know? It's, and I'm not saying that like some kind of, you know, protesting, miserable character. It's just the way technology is going, we are coding ourselves out of a job, as far as I can tell. Now, when WordPress came along, when we had, you know, uh, Drupal and Joomla, there was 
kind of a time, I think, where I, I know certainly for me, about three, four years ago, I was thinking, gee, what's the point in even being a developer? We can just download WordPress and there you go, you know, time to take up plumbing or something like that. But that never quite happened. There are and there have been massive challenges with WordPress and Drupal and all of that stuff, and that's fine. But folks, there is a new generation of website coming along. This new generation of website is going to make WordPress websites look like something from a Casio calculator. The new generation website is going to be modular, it's going to have bundles, and if you want, for example, an online shop or something, you're just going to click and download. If you want a user management system, click and download. Now, I know that you can kind of do that with WordPress, but just wait and see what's happening. I think it's going to be fantastic, technologically fantastic, but maybe in some respects not so fantastic. So, the moral of the story here, folks, is really just to give a sense of perspective. We are talking about web development today, and I know that there's web developers who listen to this show, but really and truly, I think it would be maybe a bit naive to think that we're all going to be here in five years' time talking about the next framework. I think there is potentially massive change on the horizon and I think that you know we are essentially looking at the the death of the internet as we know it it's heavy heavy stuff and uh, thank you so much for listening give me a second hello oh thank you very much listen could could you give me about 15 minutes I'll be right back I'm just doing a quick show. I'll be right back, okay? Everything okay? Great, that's good, that's good. Okay, I'll talk soon. Bye. I'm sorry about that, folks. I'll switch that off, actually. <laughs> okay, let me read a couple of the Skypes and see what you folks are saying here. Is anyone agreeing? I don't know. Uh, someone's saying, should you be looking for a new career again then, David? Um, I think that the things I'm talking about here are probably at least about three years ahead of ourselves. I think we can probably relax for a few years, but I think that you should be mindful of the fact that this is not going to last, you know. I don't think this is going to last, and uh, I'm talking to Lewis here, so uh, that's pretty much my opinion. Uh, I'm already looking into other things and, and I can tell you some of the things I've been looking into if you want. But I've been looking into things that have nothing to do with the web. Um, and that's pretty much that. Oh gee, I have a question from someone very scary here. Um, Paul, who is, I don't know if you, I, I don't even know if I should say his last name because you see Paul is an IT security guru. And I'm kind of a bit scared of Paul because every time I put a video on YouTube, he just basically whoops my ass, you know. But Paul has asked, um, do I think cloud-based services are sustainable? Paul, man, <laughs> you know, do I think, I, 
I, I, I'm not entirely sure what you, could you clarify what you mean? I, I don't, I'm sorry man, I'm just in a stupid state. Um, I, I'll give you the lay of the land. I mean, in terms of short term, I think web development is a cracking thing to be into, you know? I think it's exciting, there's awesome stuff going on, uh, everybody needs a website and, you know, if you are a web developer, and you don't have any sales, you can't sell websites, you should really come on board the fun bus with me because uh, I have so many people looking for websites, it's unbelievable. Web development's an awesome thing, but I think, uh, as I say, it's not going to last, and I think that if you're looking to stay in IT, I think there's going to be big money in app development. Keep an eye on the jobs boards and you'll see that there's lots of app developers wanted and it's creeping up and creeping up. That's going to keep on happening. So if I was looking at the medium term picture, like maybe say three years time, something like that, I would be thinking app development's a good thing to get into. But for the long term picture, I think the web is dodgy, you know. I think uh, I think it's an uh, kind of unsustainable thing, uh, and I think that basically we are dealing with a piranha and a pond situation. Okay, so um, uh, we have Paul here who's saying you're saying websites as we know them are finished, meaning everything will be widgets modules within OS. If cloud computing and unified systems are the way forward. Someone has to develop in the cloud. Yeah, that's right. And as I say, Paul, that's uh, perfectly right. And I, as I was just saying a second ago, I think there's big money to be made in app development right now. Um, you know, a lot of the time I, I have people, I mean, I'm not being arrogant. I'm not like, you know, pretending to be Mr. Popular here, okay? But I do have uh, people asking me all the time, what's the next big technology going to be and what framework's it going to be? Uh, the answer is, I think it's probably apps. I think it's not even PHP or websites or anything. If you're looking for big bucks over the next year or two, I think apps will do. Uh, let me see if Paul is on the scene. There's adverts flashing up and I really apologise for that. Uh, are you there, Paul? Are you back? Let me just check. I'm, I have to explain. I'm really sorry that the people, the people who are listening live, from time to time, they get adverts popping up, and it's a real drag, you know. Um, but it's just the way it goes, and hopefully we can get rid of them soon. Um. Okay. 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 So. so uh, someone has said here, I heard that it's easy to build apps now. I know an app guy who has moved away from it because there's no money in it anymore. Well, um, there's possibly no money in it in the sense that I, I, I think that the idea of building an app, launching it and having millions of downloads I think that's basically like playing the lottery, okay? It's probably not going to happen. But in terms of being a commercial app developer and building apps for other people, the demand is sky high and it's only going to get bigger. If you have a friend who builds apps and hasn't got any sales, 
you should really encourage him to come on board the Web Development Club. Over the next uh, five, six weeks, I'm going to be building a site and I'm going to be showing people uh, business strategies and all sorts of stuff. And if he applies even 10% of that stuff, believe me, he will not have any problems bringing in business, you know. Uh, let's see how we're doing. I, I believe Paul's back. Welcome back. Listen, I'm sorry about these adverts. Uh, I think I, I can get rid of them, but it's actually not the cheapest thing in the universe. Maybe I'll I'll do that, though, if, if the numbers keep increasing. Did, did you hear me say that we were on the homepage of Stitcher? How cool is that, folks? Isn't that awesome? I think that's quite cool. Um... Incidentally, you may be hearing from Paul. I'm, Paul is kind of a security guru, and I'm hoping to get him on the show. How are we doing for time here? Uh, okay, I'm nearly, I think I'm nearly half an hour, and I actually have a little bit of time to talk about some other stuff. I've got so much stuff I wanted to talk about, though I hardly know where to start. Um, what shall we talk about? Would you like to swoon with delight? over the downfall of Groupon. How about that? Um, or how about the downfall of Apple? It's all happening, folks. It's all happening. You heard it here first. Groupon, who in 2010, I believe, were approached by Google and offered six billion, six billion with a B, if I'm not mistaken. Their share price has gone through the floor and the founder has been kicked out, booted out by the board. If you had invested £28,000 in shares in Groupon and at the start of 2011, at the start of 2011, if you had invested 28000 in shares, do you know what those same shares would be worth today, folks? Any guesses? Let me tell you, those shares would now be worth 4,000 donuts, which is peanuts. That is the most dramatic downfall that uh, you can pretty much get on the stock market. So Groupon is suffering. And if you're ever wondering why customer service is important, if you're ever wondering why it's important for the customer to be king and to treat clients with respect and all of that stuff, just watch Groupon because that's what happens when you basically mistreat clients. Groupon have a terrible record on this front, you know. Um, so that's interesting to see. I think Apple as well. Keep an eye on Apple, folks. I'm in a very, uh, what's the word? I don't know, I've kind of got the crystal ball out today and I'm giving you the predictions. Apple, Apple shares are going to go through the floor. You heard it here first. Now, why are Apple shares going to go through the floor, folks? Well, basically, and I'm sure you've heard this before, but Apple, you know, a few years ago when Apple appeared on the scene, I mean, I, you know, I remember seeing uh, things like the iPhone and I was like, wow, this thing does what? And it was quite literally the most technologically advanced gadget in the history of the human race. And when I heard the price, 
I thought, man, I'm not paying that for a phone. That's ridiculous. And then I bought one. And everyone, you know, that was like, I think, 2007 or 2008 for me. And everyone has been on this Apple uh, fun bus. I'm surrounded by Apple stuff. I have an Apple laptop and the, I the pad, iPad, everything's all Apple. But you know, folks, sometimes things fall apart at the seams. Lately, I noticed when I was making videos for YouTube that the audio was going out of sync with the video, you know? And uh, th this is weird, and this hadn't happened before, and it's a real drag, and I thought it was me. Another guy who I listened to on YouTube, he had the same problem, and he was saying... Um, he was saying, you know, the audio and videos out, I have to stop every three minutes. There are software glitches everywhere. And not only software glitches, look, we know about the maps, right? What a disaster that was. But even things like, um, you know, someone told me yesterday that you can't even access your iTunes account and all of that stuff from an iPad, you know? And nothing really uh, seems to link up it's just it's just falling apart. But you know, the real challenge with Apple, in my opinion, is that, they've, well, there's two challenges. One is that they're coming, they're not coming out with anything new, okay? I mean, there's nothing on the horizon that's new, as far as I can tell. I mean, they made the iPad a bit smaller, cock-a-doodle-doo. There's talk about a watch. That's going to be a flop, okay? You heard it here. And there's pretty much nothing. And I think it all boils down to the fundamental flaw, which is, you know, as corny as it sounds, I think that they've lost uh, a, a good leader. I think that Steve Jobs, in hindsight, was a really outstanding presenter. I've watched footage of him, uh, you know, leading business meetings and at the board. And there was a guy who could really uh, kind of lead a business. And I'm not in any way worshipping anyone or saying he was great or anything as a person. I don't know what he was like as a person, okay? But I'm just saying that as a kind of figurehead, I think he was quite strong. And now that they've lost him, man, they just seem to have lost all the, the direction. I had a look at the, the Samsung thing the other day with the pen, you know? And it was absolutely fantastic. I mean, it was just, oh, it was brilliant. I, I think I'm probably going to get one of those, you know. So see if I'm right, you know. I, maybe I'm not, but keep an eye on Apple shares. I think they're actually going down, you know. Um, is there anyone else here? Let me see. Uh, yeah, I hear someone. <laughs> Let me just see. We Someone's saying they got a hold of the Nexus. The Nexus, I haven't actually tried that yet. Uh, and uh, Paul here saying he thinks the government will fall apart before Apple does. It possibly will. It possibly will, you know. I, I think these are crazy, crazy times that we're going through just now. And as I say, folks, it's the piranha and the pond situation. I'm not saying that we should all give up and walk away. I'm just saying... This stuff all has a shelf life. The, the web, all of that stuff, it has a shelf life. And I was on uh, YouTube just watching these idiots 
reviewing Windows 8 and talking about how wonderful the tiles were and how it's great how there's a little tiny tile for Explorer and all that and no doubt big giant tiles for all the crap that we're supposed to click on when we're going to buy stuff. This is the way it's going to go, you know. And I think it's kind of heavy. But let's see if we can end on a positive note. There must be something something cheerful to talk about here. Can't all be negative, folks. Um, well, what else was I wanting to talk about? I had quite a few things, actually. There are other news. There are some incredible developments on the productivity front recently. I wonder if I have some... Uh, time to tell you about this or will I save this till tomorrow? Um, I think I'll maybe, no, I'll give you this just now. I'll give you at least a sneak preview. Folks, if you're anything like me, you know, um, you probably work long, hard hours. Let's face it, none of this stuff is really easy and it's kind of a challenge when you're, you're building things and Sometimes you can't even lift the phone and get some help, you know. Um, for about the last, I would say, 12 or 13 years, I've been researching productivity. And you're probably thinking, oh, geez, here we go, you know. Suddenly pretend I'm a self-help guy, okay? <laughs> no, but, but seriously, folks, I'm interested in this. Have any of you guys seen... Or is it Saw? Have any of you guys seen the Saw the film? Saw the film or seen the film? Have any of you guys saw the film Limitless? Seen the film Limitless? I'm an idiot. Maybe it's because I'm under the spotlight here. Seen. It's seen. Yes. Have any of you guys seen the film called Limitless? I've probably mentioned this tons of times. Right, well, the vibe is... It's basically about a guy who, it's about a guy who takes this uh, pill, he discovers this pill, it's just a little, looks like a vitamin or something that's kind of clear, and it makes him super intelligent, super productive, in a sort of mind-blowing kind of a way. And it's probably, in my opinion, it's one of the greatest films ever, because I actually think that that kind of thing is uh, possible, believe it or not. I know that sounds crazy, but there is evidence to suggest that this kind of thing might be possible. Imagine being able to remember everything. Imagine being able to learn the piano in three days or speak a foreign language fluently in one week. Imagine being able to build and launch entire, vast, perfect web applications in just a few hours. All of these things are possible, I believe. And if you watch the film Limitless, you'll see this on the screen. And when I watched that film, it really put me on a crusade, you know. And I was like, I've got to find out how this is possible. How can someone, a normal person, take where they are and become super productive. That's me bleeping, don't worry, it's not you. Uh, hold on a second. Hi, I'm doing a stream. I better switch this off. <laughs> okay. Um, anyway, I, I've kind of been on this crusade to try and discover, is this possible? 
And I believe it's possible. I believe that you have the power to, as, as uh, Kevin Trudeau says, that's me bleeping, folks, don't worry, that's me, okay? That's my bleeps. I think I have a Google chat open somewhere, but I can't find it. Ah, oh, Jiminy, where on earth are you? Anyway, if you hear those bleeps, it's just me. I can't even find where, I, I've got so many windows open. Um... It's Gmail, I know it's Gmail, I just can't find it. I got too many windows here. Gee, too many windows. That would be a good title for a Paul McCartney album. <laughs> anyway. Anyway, funny story, right? Last year I uh, I I was having a meeting with a guy, and this guy happened to have uh, a website, and I shouldn't say any names, but he basically sold the world's best-selling diet pill, you know? Uh, a guy who was making literally many millions online, and he has all celebrities and taking the thing and all of that stuff, and his whole vibe was, you know, the world's best-selling diet pill, you know? And uh, I hooked up with this guy last year and we were just talking about doing some stuff. And I said to him, I said, have you actually, have you ever saw the film Limitless? And I mentioned it just like I have here. And the guy was like, wow. And he was like, I love that film. And I was like, yeah. Did you think it's possible? And he said, yeah, I think it's right. And the two of us were really like, yeah, you know, really excited. And then the guy said to me that actually... <coughs> pardon me, believe it or not, this guy, I'm being very, uh, <laughs> I don't know, very whatever careful here, um, he, he actually invested serious money, many, many thousands in creating the limitless drug. Uh, and it sounds almost, you know, just crazy, but this is this is the kind of thing that some people do, you know? And he explained how he went on this big crusade. I mean, he had the money, you know? And he ended up hiring, like, the best chemists he could find. He, he, he managed to do all sorts, and eventually they discovered a substance. Now, I cannot remember the name of it, but they discovered some substance that appeared to improve brain activity. Okay? Um... And this substance, whatever it was called, let's just call it NZT, okay? Uh, apparently, you know, they'd known about it for a while and it was in a few supplements and stuff like that. But he basically said to the chemist, he said, look, I want this stuff ramped up to the max. I want a pill, a supplement that, that basically gives people a dosage of this chemical at a level that they would not believe, you know. So he ended up, he got this thing made, he got the packaging and everything. I ended up in the warehouse, and uh, uh, that's the warehouse, folks, not the whorehouse. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and and um, there's actually a funny joke. Did you hear about the dyslexic pimp? He purchased a warehouse. Okay. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. I ended up in this guy's warehouse and he had like tons of this stuff and he was selling it online. It was incredible. And all of his staff were on this, you know. 
and it was unbelievable. Like you just see, the, they were all. It, it, <laughs> it just sounds crazy, but there was like key members of the IT team who were all nicking about with all muscles and all that, you know. And they were like, "Yeah, just been to the gym, man." It's, and they were all like, you know, eating the perfect diets and all, and everyone was taking this seriously. And one of them was like, "Man, you're just so relaxed. Everything is so clear." And I thought, this sounds really cool. I've got to try this stuff. So I ended up, um, the guy gave me a batch of this. And I really shouldn't say the name of it. I, if you're a member of the Insider Club or the Web Development Club, you can ask me privately and I'll give you the names, okay? Because you need to know that I'm not making this up. It's important, you know. But in any event, he gave me this stuff and I managed to try this extremely expensive extremely expensive and an extremely uh, potent formula for making people more intelligent. This, folks, is the kind of thing I do. I would say probably half of the books that I've got are on the subject of productivity. Um, I have some amazing things that I've been discovering recently and I'm just so excited about sharing some of these breakthroughs with you guys. For example, have any of you guys ever sat in front of a computer and you're trying and you're working and you sit there for 10 hours and you get hardly anything done, okay? And then the next day you go back and in 15 minutes you manage to achieve more than you did the entire last day. Has anyone ever experienced that? I mean... I think we've we've all experienced that, you know. And uh, hello to Yavoj just joined us. Um, I, I, a good question must be, what is the difference? And I'm not trying to be Tony Robbins here, folks. Okay, I am a logical, grounded kind of a guy, and I'm fascinated. What was it that you were doing right? When you nailed everything in 15 minutes and the previous day it took you ages, you know. How can this be? This is a, an incredible question. So, um, as I say, for about the last 12, 13 years, I've been researching this extensively. And I, I, I'm happy to tell you the results of the research so far. If you're interested, would you like to know what works and what doesn't? I don't know. Maybe. Let me just see what's happening on Skype. Someone saying that drug's called dope. <laughs> Give it to your work colleagues and you become a guru. Yeah. Um, okay, well, let me, um, let me give you the results of the studies so far. Folks, uh, one moment, I have a question came in here. Have I... <laughs> Okay, have I f finished reading all the productivity books? Someone's, Paul's just asked actually. Listen, um, I had a question actually. This Skype thing is kind of cool, it's a novelty and it's good to have you guys here. We are on the live video stream of course and you can tune into that. Um, I'm just wondering if there's some way I could embed a live chat on the web page. That would be really cool, you know? Because then you could all see what each other are saying and you could heckle and we could hopefully have a few laughs. 
Um, I don't know if it's technically possible, you know. Let me see, I'm having a few suggestions here. Someone's saying chat roll. Someone's saying, mm, I don't know. I wonder if maybe one of you folks can help me with that. I'm a little bit behind, but I would love to have a live chat on the, the site. I think it would be really cool, you know, instead of this Skype rubbish. Because you folks, some of you guys are sending me really cool messages and it's a challenge, you know, keeping up. And it would be kind of nice if we could all see this stuff. So I appreciate that. Uh, I, uh, Paul's just suggested TalkBox. Um, yep, I'll have a look at that. Yavo's suggesting something on Ustream. The, the Ustream's kind of cool, but I don't know if you can embed the chat. Can you embed the chat from Ustream? I mean, if, if you can, you can't embed the live... The, I'm talking about... Okay, Brian is on. He's saying he thinks you can. It would be so cool if we could have live chat, you know. That would be really cool. Um, anyway, maybe that's something we'll look into. But let me give you the results of the productivity thing so far. This is turning into a long show. But I'll just give you the, the vibe while we're here. Of all the things... Thanks for the links, folks. I appreciate them. I'm getting suggestions here. Thank you so much. Anyway, of all the productivity things, maybe I should save this till tomorrow, shall we? I think I'm boring you. <laughs> Leave it with a kind of cliffhanger, you know? A little bit of suspense. Um, all right. Well, um, thank you for the positive feedback. I shall continue then, just for a few minutes more, hopefully. Folks, I have been researching every productivity technique known to mankind. Everything from, uh, as I've said, frankly, chemicals, you know, supplements, drugs, call them what you want. Um, and I've also experimented with food. I've experimented with you know, pretty much everything every everything you could Im imagine. So far, there are three things, <coughs> pardon me, there's three things and only three things which have been proven to dramatically increase productivity. And the, I've actually looked into this and confirmed it, and I would love for some of you people to look into this too, because it's really quite simple. I'm going to do entire shows on this, so I shall repeat myself. You know, I think there's, I think there's enough here for about three months of just talking about this. You know, but the first thing that really makes a difference, believe it or not, is learning a language. You're like, what, folks? I know it sounds crazy. I know that you're an IT person and I know that you like computers and all that stuff. But when you learn a language, something happens. Research has been done. Certain areas of the brain, like the hippocampus and all that, they literally start growing. It's incredible. Something happens when you learn a language. And the funny thing is, you know, we've all met successful people, right? We've all met people who are kind of struggling. I've met some 
seriously successful people, you know, um, at least maybe your idea of success is different from mine, you know, but I'm talking about people whose uh, careers are just perfect, you know, and they're intelligent, they've got a perfect work uh, kind of play balance, uh, you know, and when I when I meet people like that, I have friends who are uh, really successful lawyers and doctors and all that, and when I meet people like that, a surprising amount of them are interested in languages, you know, they treat it like a hobby and they're always trying to learn new languages. So the first tip of the day is to consider learning a new language. I've been playing around with this and I'm not very good at it, but in a strange way it seems to kind of fire off parts of the brain that don't normally get a crack of the whip, you know. Um, the second tip, which is perhaps even more obscure, but this will interest you. Can anyone see the video feed? I'm going to show you what I'm reading just now, because I think it will blow your mind. Let me just see if I can get it on the screen here for anyone watching the live video. Um, Oh gee, what on earth is it called? Where's my Where's my Amazon app? I, I must be the only person in the universe who cannot use an iPad. Oh gee, it's here somewhere. Amidst all of these crazy to-do lists that I've downloaded. Let me have a look. I'm trying to hear Man, I have an app for everything except what I'm looking for. Um... The book I'm looking at just now, yeah, here we go, here we go. This is what I'm talking about. This is fantastic. Now, you folks probably won't see the cover. Let me just see. How on earth do you navigate here? Ah, okay, you can't see this. I'm sorry, folks, you cannot see this. But this is what I'm reading. It's called Whole Brain Power, The Fountain of Youth for Mind and Body by a guy called Michael Lavery. And I really wanted to show you the cover for the folks watching this live. It's a cracking cover. It's like a picture of um, a Leonardo drawing and it's really cool, you know. Um, I'll maybe save this for another show, but um, basically the vibe is most of us are right-handed or left-handed. And believe it or not, folks, there is research that says that if you actually start using the less dominant side, then it, it develops, it fires off parts of the brain that don't usually get fired off. And essentially, you know that your brain's in two halves, right? So if you start writing with your left, like I'm right-handed, okay? So if you were right-handed, imagine if you start uh, drawing with your left hand. Imagine if you started brushing your teeth with your left hand, combing your hair, and all these other tasks with your left hand. They have actually carried out tests with the old, uh, you know, the headgear and all that stuff. And apparently, when you start using both sides, when you go ambidextrous, your brain lights up like a Christmas tree, concentration levels improve, productivity levels improve, it is unbelievable. Um, so that's the second thing that seems to have an effect 
Um, the last thing I think I'm going to probably talk about tomorrow, in my opinion, it's the most powerful of the lot, and that, folks, is negative space. I don't know if the phrase has been used before. I think I probably heard it on TED Talks, but I'm using the phrase today. Negative space. Um, and that's going to be the subject of tomorrow's show, how to boost productivity with negative space. Anyway, uh, thank you very much indeed. I shall save this for next time. Um, and thanks for helping with the chat thing. It's something that I definitely need to look into. Thank you very much. I am going for a jog. Yes, indeed. And wish me luck because it's snowing outside. Thank you, folks. And I shall see you soon. Bye.